0: in here but she should oh okay all right so as you can see today we're going to be talking about the tower of babel this is probably not going to be like any lesson you heard on the tower of babel before you know as you should already know that you know um we don't do things like everything everyone else <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, Yeah. So, wow. You know, yeah. Uh, There's only like nine verses to the story of the Tower of Babel. This could be a series. (laughs) There's so much in here. So much. Yes, it's, it's crazy. Um, but anyway, all right, so last week we spoke about how Noah was a type of both the first and the last, and that he was the last descendant of the assembly ecclesia or church of Adam, mm-hmm. and as well as he was also the first assembly ecclesia or church of Yahuwah Elohim called Noah. Mm-hmm. And how Noah's building an altar to Yah. And how Noah's built, we also spoke about how Noah's building an altar to Yah after and during the flood, and Yah's covenant with Noah thereafter was the start of this new, or we maybe we should say renewed, born-again man. That is this new renewed or born-again assembly ecclesia or church of Elohim, Church of Yahuwah Elohim called Noah. Hmm. Everybody follow that everybody everybody i ain't lose nobody with that did i all right if i did say lie. you know uh you know if you've been following this this uh discipleship course you know long enough then you'll you'll be able to figure it out you know and uh you know yeah yeah we're gonna go a little deep maybe we'll put some rubber boots on at least some rubber shoes may not need the boots but at least some rubber shoes you know Um, So we also spoke about how this third type of assembly, ecclesia, or church of Yahuwah Elohim called Noah differed from the first assembly, ecclesia, or church of Adam, and the second uh, assembly, ecclesia, or church of Cain. Does anyone recall how they differed? And we spoke about it last week, about how Noah differed um, uh, from the first assembly, of Adam, yes, yes, um, uh, y'all spoke to them directly to their hearts or internally. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, they differed in how y'all communicated truth to them pre flood, he did so inwardly or spiritually, if you would, um, via their emotions, you know. Um, their heart their feelings you know and post-flood he began to do so outwardly via his word mm. you know even as he communicates with us now today mm. amen mm. now does anyone remember how the first and third types of assemblies or Ecclesia churches of Adam uh, and Noah different from the second type of Assembly Ecclesia Church of Cain. How did the first and the third differ from the Church of Cain? Um, <coughs> uh, say again and True. That's what I was looking for. Absolutely, the first and third live by faith and love, whereas the second live by faith alone. Mm -hmm. You got that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what? What do I? What do I mean that the first and third live by faith and love? They wanted to. Yes. First and third had light. They wanted to do Yah's will. You know, um, well, yes. You know, what is love? Yeah. Yes, Yah is love, but how do we love Yah then? Obedience. Obedience. All right. We do His commandments via obedience, right? Yep. right? You know, so can you see that the first and third was obedient to Yah? Okay. Amen. And they also live by faith. That is, they live by, you know, his truth, his instructions, you know, because faith is an action word, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so whereas the second, that is the Church of Cain, lived by faith alone. Mm-hmm. They believed that Yah existed. And they even wanted to worship Yah and be accepted of Yah, but they wanted to do it their way, not mm-hmm. Yah's way. And so Cain's offering wasn't accepted. Right? Yep. right? Abel's was accepted. His wasn't accepted because he didn't do it the way he was supposed to do it. Yah said, you know, hey, you know, if if you if you do it right, you'll be received. If not, sin life at the door, and you shall rule over him. But he didn't rule over him. Sin actually ruled over him. Yeah. So Cain became the servant of sin. Mm-hmm and the wages of sin it's death. is death, right? Yes. Right. All right, so, anybody good with that? Yep. All right, good. Lastly, can anyone tell me why the first and second types of assemblies, ecclesias or churches had to be destroyed? Yes, it is because of Satan. Yes, it is because of the fall. Corruption. corruption corruption yes they had to be destroyed due to the nephilim mm-hmm. the fallen angels infiltrating their women mm-hmm. which spoke to the priesthoods right mm-hmm. thereby causing these priesthoods to give birth to giants in the in the world mm-hmm. who in turn taught the earth or the world their ways in the ways of their fathers that is the nephilim that uh fallen angels mm-hmm. their ways instead of yah's way even to the point where the whole earth or world became corrupted by them. Mm. Amen? Amen. Now this brought about Yah's desire to destroy their ways and the ways of their fathers from the face of the ground. You know, KJV says the face of the earth, but that word earth, you know, which is usually reserved for uh, Eretz number 776 is actually ground number 127. Mm. So we know it speaks to the church you know, speaks to the assemblies, um, the ecclesias of the churches, and we know the faith speaks to the mind. So, you know, what we were being told is that Yah desired to destroy their ways and the ways of their fathers mm. from the minds mm. of his assemblies, ecclesias, and churches. Amen. Amen. So he wanted to destroy the ways of Satan and um and and his cronies, you know, and their children's ways which were corrupt and this is um and he said uh that said y'all decided to do so to destroy these giants their ways and the ways of their fathers the same way they destroyed his people the same way they destroyed his peoples of the earth is the way that he destroyed them and that is by flood wow so how did they destroy his people by flood Flood of lies. Flood of lies. Flood of lies. Yeah. Absolutely. Now that's important to note and important to understand because when we read in Revelation, we we read about you know yet, uh, uh, when it was written was a futuristic time you know and maybe our time now you know I believe to be our time you know seeing that we saw the sign of of Revelation twelve you know come to pass you know speaks to a time when a flood of lies would be spewed out mm. to go after Yah's people. Amen? Yep. You know, now let us turn our attention to the Tower of Babel, mm. which marks the end of the assembly or ecclesia or Church of Noah. Mm. You know, so the Church of Noah also would eventually come to an end, mm. right? You know, and it finds its surmise in the story of the Tower of Babel. Mm. That's what this story is about. You know, so the tower story of the Tower of Babel is found in Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Mm. We're going to start off with verse 1. It says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Mm. And this word earth is arrest, you know number 776, so speaking about the world at large, right? Yeah. You know, it was of one language and one speech. Now, this word um, language is Safa. So and it's number 8193 in Strong's. And it's through the idea of termination. It speaks to the lip. Hmm. You know, because lip is the termination. It's the end, you know, of, of the mouth, right? You know, and it says, and of one speech. Now, this word speech is Debar, number 1697 in your Strongs. And it speaks to a word or a matter spoken of. Hmm. Now, this speaks to the whole earth having one end concerning matters of the assembly, ecclesy, or church of Elohim. You know, um, or it could also speak to the church of Satan, hmm. you know, having one end you know, um, and that is, uh, to put it another way, they were on one accord concerning their understanding of things, as well as their doctrines in relation to the assembly, ecclesia, or church of Yahuwah Elohim, Mm -hmm. or of Satan, you know, they were all on one accord, though, that's what it's uh, it's speaking to, as they were of one language and of one speech, you know, and uh, in this sense here, it's literally speaking to them being on one accord concerning the doctrines in in relation to the assembly ecclesia and church of yahuwah elohim you know which only makes sense because when they got off of the ark you know noah was in charge he the one who raised his children his sons and taught them the doctrines of the most high right you know taught them all the truths of the most high and then every, everyone extended from there, right? You know, so it only makes sense that at least for uh, uh, a matter of time, for a period of time, that they would all have the same doctrines, you know, and the same understanding of things. Anybody with me? Makes sense? All right. Now we get to verse 2. And it says, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. Hmm. Now, we have to stop there for for a moment. Hmm. Can anyone tell me what the east represents? The beginning of light. light. All right. Beginning of of light. Light. Well, light equals life, too. (laughs) You know, um, okay. You know, what is light? Well, i just said it's life but what else is life? Yeah. true what was that true. oh yeah yeah that's what i was yeah. looking for yeah you know yeah is light right it does tell us elohim is light yeah is light okay so they journeyed from the east can you see they journeyed from Yah? they journeyed from light they journeyed from life can you see that See, they were all on one accord as well as the, uh, concerning their the teachings and and um, the understanding the things and the doctrines in relation to, you know, the assembly, or church of Yahua. You know, called um, Noah. They were all on one accord. They they had everything um, going well. But then it came to pass, as they were journeying from journeying from the east, they left Yah. They left his understandings. Mm they left his doctrines and they went somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. It's important that you be able to see that because if you don't, then you're not gonna understand what what this story is about. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna understand what happened. If you don't understand what happened, you know, history does what? Repeat itself, absolutely. And surely it is and has, you know? You know, so. Uh, I want you to be able to see that. They journeyed from the east. They journeyed from Yah. Hmm. They journeyed from the light. They journeyed from the wisdom, understanding, the knowledge of Elohim, of Yahuwah Elohim. They journeyed from, from the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that bring of forth light. Well, where did they go? Hmm. It says that they found a plain in the land of Shinar hmm. and dwelt there. Hmm. All right. Okay, so they found a plain. What is this word plain? It's because number 1237. It speaks to a split. That is a wide level valley between mountains. So they went to a wide level valley between mountains. Now, where is this, this wide level valley between mountains? It's in the land of Shinar, right? Uh, And this word Shinar is number 8152, and it means, it speaks to a country between two rivers. Mm. Can anyone tell me what rivers represent? Anyone remember? Anyone recall what rivers represent? Worldly council? Nope. Absolutely. Truth from on high. Mm. You know yes it speaks to truth from on high if the river is coming from on high you know um, but it speaks to speaks to truth essentially all right now this is important because it says that they dwelt in a plain in the land of sinar and this is where many peoples today dwell even Mm -hmm. between two rivers river represents what So they're dwelling between two what? Um, Can you see that they're dwelling between two truths? Mm -hmm. What do you think those two truths are? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yah's truth and Satan's truth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Amen? They're dwelling between two truths. Now, what would we call a person like that today? Absolutely. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, says James in one chapter one, verse eight. Mm -hmm. Double-minded man has two truths. Mm -hmm. One from Yah, the other one from Satan. And hence, he's unstable in all his ways because one tell him to go one way and other tell him to go another way. Mm-hmm. Everybody still with me? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to verse three. Verse three says, And they said one to another, Go let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. Mm-hmm. Now, brick, this word brick is Lebanon. Number 38, 43 And it speaks Mm -hmm. to a brick Mm -hmm. from the whiteness of the clay. Mm -hmm. Now, how are bricks made? Anyone know how bricks were made back then? Heat Mm -hmm. and pressure? Yes, but what were they made from? Uh Yes, they were made from clay. You know, clay represents what? Flesh. Flesh. Right, isn't that the clay represents flesh? It represents the same stuff we're made from because it's dirt, right? Okay. You know, so uh, now it says let us make brick. So bricks were made from clay. Yes, from clay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, now they were they were usually made with clay. And they would add some other stuff to it. They would add like some straw, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and things, things of that nature to it. You know, uh, in fact, a lot of, uh, there's people who are still making making what they call cob houses. You know, cob houses are still houses that's made still this way. You know, they're, they're still made with these, with these, uh, these clay bricks. In fact, all bricks are made from clay. And, mm-hmm. and Even now today, even the bricks you see, like the houses made of today, the they're still made from clay. You know, recipe changed just a tad bit, but essentially it's still the same. They're made from clay. You know, now, Genesis 1, um, 11, 3 said, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. This word burn is seraph, number 83, 13, meaning to be set on fire. All right, you know. So now I want you to understand that bricks are made from clay, you know, and it's, they're made from the um, from the dirt, and so are we. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a spiritual picture yeah. of us mm-hmm. yeah. being made into bricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. How does one form a brick? Shape it. They have to shape it. They have to mold it. So this is actually a picture of men and women being shaped and molded into these bricks. Mm -hmm. Remember, I don't know, a few weeks back, we were talking about the altar and how the altar was to be made of clay. And how we talked about how the clay symbolized, um, you know, it was supposed to be made of earth, rather, and how the earth symbolized, you know, the flesh. Okay, well, these bricks are also made from earth, which also symbolizes the flesh. And so this is speaking about fleshly man that has been shaped and molded. You know, remember how we spoke about how Yah didn't want us to make his altar of hewn stone that was shaped and molded Mm -hmm. all right so we have man-made bricks Mm -hmm. man-made bricks that's been shaped and molded you know and then it tells us and burn them thoroughly now this word burn is seraph we spoke about meaning to be set on fire and this is a spiritual picture of fiery trials Mm -hmm. you know um So as we read in 1st or 1st Peter 4, 12 and 13, it says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. For as much as ye are partakers of Mashiach's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Mm -hmm. You know, so what I'm trying to get across to you is that what was going on during the time of the Tower of Babel is they were taking men and they were shaping and molding them they were making them the way they wanted them can you see that yeah you know they were making them the way they wanted them and whoever rebelled they burned them thoroughly yeah. you know the burning will cause them to dry out yeah. and will cause them to get hard mm-hmm. like hard hearted like one way, and not Yah's way, because man made them. You follow me? Yeah. yeah. You know, and when they burn them, it causes all the water to dissipate, all the truth to dissipate. Yeah. I pray you you seeing this picture here. You know, so here it is. They force this clay, this this earth, into this mold. And then they put it in the fire. And that's what causes it to come out white. Hmm. You know, uh, also consider Daniel 3.11. It says, and whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Hmm. So we see again that being burnt is associated with sufferings. Mm -hmm. Everybody with me? Mm -hmm. Because... We need to understand what happened during the the Tower of Babel. Because when we read in Revelations, Babylon is still around. Amen? You know, so we need to understand what Babylon is about. And they're about taking people and forcing them into the mold and the shape that they want. And then putting them through fiery trials if they want to get out of shape. If they want to rebel. Mm. This is a very important concept to understand. Because if you understand this, then you understand also what's going on now today. Mm. You know, because they're still making bricks. Mm. And they're burning them thoroughly. What is the way that they're making bricks now today? How are they molding our flesh? How are they shaping us and forming us? Schools. Absolutely. Through the school system. Mm -hmm. Everybody learns the same thing that is sanctioned by the same authority. Mm -hmm. They're making bricks. Mm -hmm. And if you don't wanna go to school, Mm They send a truant officer to your house. Mm. Say lie. (laughs) The more things change, the more they remain the same. Mm. You know, I just want you to be able to see these things because they haven't went anywhere. Mm. All right. So everybody good with how they make bricks and what they're doing and how they burn them thoroughly and what that represents. You know, they're shaping and molding folks into what they want them to be. When they get done, you only know what they taught you. And most people don't seek to educate themselves any further. You know, and that is a grave error. You know, you should never stop learning, especially about yachts. Now, verse 3 goes on to say, and they had brick for stone. Hmm. So instead of using stone, they used brick. Now, brick, as we we spoke about, is man-made. It's shaped and formed by men. Just like the bricks of this church, they were shaped and formed by men. They didn't use stone. Mm -hmm. This church was made out of stone. You can see a stark difference—a stark difference from the bricks, the man-made bricks, from the Yah-made bricks. Mm-hmm. Take a take take a good look at the yah bricks, brick, the Yah-made stones rather. The Yah-made stones are all different shapes, colors, and sizes. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have to be put together just right so that they don't fall apart. Mm-hmm. Whereas the man-made bricks. You know, they look nice and uniform. They all look alike. And they all act alike. Mm-hmm. They all walk alike. <laughs> they all talk alike. They all dress alike. Say a lot. You know, <clears throat> so they had brick instead of stone. Now I want you to think about New Jerusalem. You know, um, and how Yah says he's going to make it. Like I think it's found in Revelation 21, I think, around verse 9. You know, uh, it speaks about how Yah makes the foundation of Jerusalem from precious stones. Not from man-made bricks. He uses stones. And he don't just use regular stones. He uses precious stones. You know, jewels you know but the difference is the stones they are all different shapes colors and sizes they're only made by yah man can't make a stone only yah makes stones man can only make bricks say lie mm-hmm. so they, and the text, take note that the text specifically tells us they had brick for stone. They didn't use stone. And this word stone is a bend number 68. It speaks to a stone. Now, stone throughout scripture represents truth. This is why Yahshua, who was the truth, is the cornerstone. Amen? Yeah. They didn't use stone. They use bricks, man-made bricks. So they didn't use Yah's truths. They use man-made truths, even as they're doing today. Say a lot. Now, consider this word stone. The root of it is Ben, number 1129, which speaks which is um, essentially the word translated as son throughout scripture. You know, and it means to build. Mm. Even as a son, is the builder of the family. So it didn't use the sons of Elohim, i.e. the stones, to build with. It used the sons of Satan. Mm. Man-made. Bricks. Forced to do something. Can you see the difference? And it had slime for mortar. (laughs) This word slime is kamar, number 2564. It speaks to bitumen, um, uh, which is like a type of tar. You know, um, as rising to the surface. So within The man-made bricks, they had bitumen. Mm. They had ignorance. They had darkness. They had wickedness. They had evil. Mm. And when the sun shines on that, when it gets hot, sometimes it melts. Mm -hmm. You understand? You know, this is how they were building their tower. Mm -hmm. And it's important to understand this because this is going on nowadays, even as we speak. You know, they had slime for mortar. (laughs) So you have these man-made bricks. You have these men that were shaped and formed by other men. This flesh that's shaped and formed by other men and in be betwi- and in betwixt it, holding it together you have wickedness yeah come on i pray you can see this yeah. consider revelation 21 19 and 20 it says and the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones Mm-hmm. So, y'all use stones, he uses the sons, the builders of the family. The first foundation was jasper, the second, sapphire, the third, uh, Calis-Denis, the fourth, an emerald, the fifth, a sardonyx, the sixth, a sardius, the seventh, the chrysolite, the eighth, the beryl, the ninth, a topaz, the tenth, a chrysosophros, uh, the eleventh, a, a jackson. The 12 are amethyst. Mm. Revelations 21, 19 through 20, Yah uses stones to put what he builds. Mm. He uses the sons of Elohim to do his building, to build upon. Mm. Not man-made bricks. He doesn't force. See, the stones are just the way he made them. They don't need no shaping. They don't need no forming. You just have to put the right ones in the right place. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. And they all fit somewhere. No matter how big, how small, they all fit somewhere. And they don't need any tar to hold them together. You just fit them together. Now, Genesis 11, 4. And they said, go to, let us build us a city. And a tower, whose top may reach under heaven. Mm. And let us make us a name, mm. lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Mm. So we want to focus in on them building them a city. Mm. Now, cities throughout Scripture speak to doctrines, doctrines and/or things that open the eyes, mm-hmm. that open the eyes of the assembly ecclesia church of elohim or of satan Mm -hmm. you know now with this in mind let us consider the definition of the scriptural term city Mm. which is ear it's number 5892 and it speaks to a city now you have to understand that a city scripturally speaking is a place guarded by walking or a watch okay you know so a city is a place that's guarded or kept by walking or a watch. You know, so it's just like a doctrine, you know, it's something that you guard by walking in it or watching it or understanding it, because the watch is to see to see is to understand. Everybody with me? Mm-hmm. Now, something you need to know about the Hebrew language, which I told you before, but I'm gonna reiterate because it's very revelatory during this time, and that is you know, in the Hebrew language. The Hebrew language is a lot like genealogy. You know, you cannot separate the meaning of the parent, the parent um, parent root of a word, no more than you can separate the genes of a parent from a child Mm -hmm. in real life. Those genes are always going to be with the parent, even as the meaning of that parent root is always going to be with the cognate of a word in Hebrew anybody with me Mm -hmm. now the reason that i say that is because the root or apparent root from of the word ear is ur number 5782 and it means an opening of the eyes Mm -hmm. it means to wake which makes absolutely no sense right (laughs) makes a whole lot of sense you're gonna see how it makes sense in a second you know so here it is. It speaks to an opening of the eyes. So now we're talking about a doctrine that opens the eyes. Mm-hmm. A doctrine that opens the eyes and causes you to walk in it, causes you to understand it. Mm-hmm. You with me? Mm-hmm. Everybody with me? Yeah. All right. Now it said, let us build a city and a tower, mm-hmm. right? Whose top may reach unto heaven. Now, this word tower is migdal. It speaks to a tower, but it also speaks to a pulpit. I can't make this stuff up. I can't make this stuff up. It also speaks to a pulpit, an elevated stage or platform. It's from the root word Godal, number 1431, meaning to twist. You ever seen someone in a pulpit twist? Yeah. Some things <laughs> that is cause them to make large in various senses, as in the body, the mind, the estate, honor, etc. Consider Nehemiah 8 4 where Migdal is translated as pulpit. It says, and Ezra and the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattithiah and Shema and Ananiah and Uriah and Hilkiah and Maaseiah. and on his right and on his left hand, Petadiah and Mishael and Malchiah and Hashun, and Hashbadana and Zachariah and Meshala. This word pulpit mm-hmm. McDowell. Hmm. A picture should be should be beginning to form in your minds. Mm-hmm. Let us build us a city. Let us build us a doctrine and a tower a pulpit Mm -hmm. whose top may reach out to heaven Mm -hmm. can you see within this a doctrine that opens the eyes as to how to get to heaven Mm -hmm. not yah's way of how to get to heaven But man's way of how to get to heaven, because the tower is made with man-made bricks, shaped and formed by man, with wickedness as more. I don't think y'all was ready for this. I don't think y'all was ready for this. (laughs) From this, I pray you can see that they were building a doctrine to open the eyes, open the eyes of those trying to get to heaven. And they also built a twisted pulpit to distribute, i.e. cause the eye-opening doctrine to become large, to become honorable, to become honored. Everybody with me? Like I said, the more things change, the more they remain the same. We have such a doctrine today. And this is just one of many. But this is definitely one. The so-called prosperity gospel. That's not the gospel my Savior was preaching and teaching. That's not the gospel that his disciples was preaching and teaching. I don't find no prosperity gospel in Scripture. But I find it in the world. Hmm? Is this not a doctrine today? Just name it and claim it. (laughs) Call those things which aren't as though they are. They twist the word of (laughs) Elohim. You know, and they're building a tower. To reach unto the heavens. Mm-hmm. Can't you see that the tower of Bible is alive and kicking? Can't you see that they have a doctrine to open the eyes of the people that they might get to heaven? Can't you see that they have built a mickdaw, a pulpit to enlarge their doctrine so that they can reach the masses? Look at all those bricks. They teach another way of getting to the kingdom of heaven. A man-made way of getting to the kingdom of heaven. Behold, modern-day Tower of Babel. Who was the first one that came up with an eye-opening doctrine? It's found in Genesis one, Genesis three, one through seven. It says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which Yahuwah Elohim had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, have Elohim said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, Elohim has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Take note. Verse 4 stars the doctrine. The serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. What is he promising? Eternal life. Eternal life. Can you see his doctrine? You know, because they tell you now today, you don't got to do what y'all say. You shall not surely die. All you got to do is believe in and receive it. All you have to do is just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And it's done, presto change, oh, you saved. gonna saved, always saved. Ye sh- shall not surely die. If you mess up, just repent. Ye shall not surely die. Verse five, for Elohim of know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. He's the first one who came up with a doctrine to open your eyes. <laughs> Then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods. Don't they promise you a rule and reign with Elohim? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is a god? Mighty like judge, judge, strong ruler. To be a god is to rule and judge. Isn't that what they promise? But you don't have to follow Yah's instructions to get there. Hmm. No, just 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 follow what I tell you. Hmm. It says then your eyes shall be opened. ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So can can you see that the serpent that he had a doctrine of, of eternal life that was to help you understand how you can become as gods. And that doctrine is centered around knowing good and evil. Now, I want you to, oh, in verse 6 says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat and the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked, mm-hmm. and they sold fig leaves, and made themselves aprons. Mm-hmm. Now, question I want to ask is, what did he open their eyes to? Good and evil. Evil. Or evil. 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 Right. Yes. They already knew good. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They were living in good. They knew good. They knew Yah. He opened their eyes to evil. This is why the bricks are made of the flesh and the mortar is made of wickedness. Because the tower is built upon flesh and wickedness. Can you see? You know, he seeks to imitate Yah. He built a city. Yah made a garden. A city is a guarded place. A garden is a guarded place. Can you see? Can you see he's just imitating Yah? Now, Yah made... It made them with their eyes closed to evil. He opened their eyes to evil. Can you see that? Yeah. Now they say, and let us make us a name. This was also something Satan wanted. Hmm. Let's consider. Um, Isaiah 14, 12 through 15, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of Elohim. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high. Now, you know who he's speaking to. He's speaking to the king of Babylon. In Isaiah 14, it's addressed to the king of Babylon. You know, so you can know that I'm in context. Amen. Verse 15, yet thou shalt be brought down to H.E. Devil hockey sticks to the sides of the pit. Mm. We jump down to verse 21, prepare ye slaughter for his children, for the iniquity of their fathers, that they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. He tired of their doctrines. For I will rise up against them, saith Yahuwah Zavolot, and cut off from Babylon the name and the remnant and the son and the nephew, hmm. saith Yahoo. So you see, he had a contingency plan. That's right. Lest he was scattered. And that's why we see him again. But y'all gonna bring him to a complete yeah, end yeah. next time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Okay. That's all I have for you today. Prayer was a blessing. Yeah.